Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. It's our last Christmas review episode for the year. Thank the Lordy. Can you believe this was the last weekend of premieres and we're like done? I know. (laughs) Well, we have been like watching every Christmas movie that has come out, spending all of our time talking about Christmas movies. And it oddly went by very slow and very fast all at the same time, which I feel like is like 2020 summed up in a sentence. Yeah. It's like we just started and yet we're through 70 movies. Yeah. And I was just thinking, it's kind of crazy. Like normally before we started the podcast, (laughs) you know, normally in Christmas years, I'd still would have movies I hadn't seen yet. There would be movies I had skipped. And this year I watched every single movie except for Merry Little Christmas Wedding in the Christmas at Evergreen one. Yeah, you went hardcore. I have not been that person. I've watched the majority of them, but Mm -hmm. there has been, I probably am more than five, less than 10 now that I haven't watched. Yeah. So it's just crazy. I really should have kept up with my, normally I download the app and I mark them off, but I haven't done any of that since I'm like, I know I've watched it because I have to watch it. (laughs) I did some of them early on. But I haven't Uh kept up with it. But now I kind of want to go and mark them off because I'm one of those people who like gets super excited. I have been known to add things to my list, to-do list, after I've already done them. Mm -hmm. Just so I can check that box. So so satisfying. It sure is. And on Hallmark, you can choose. You can pre-select that you've watched them all and they'll mark it all for you, which isn't as satisfying. But you could do that. I'll probably go through. Because I also need to update... I've seen other ones, like I watched Mistletoe and Menorahs and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So ones that I had not seen from previous years, I watched. So I need to mark those off as well. So well, that's a lifetime movie. So oh, you wouldn't be able to do that. (laughs) Double wait, double holiday. I'd already seen. I thought I hadn't seen it, and then I had seen it. I don't know. There were other ones. Well. Whenever you get to it, I actually, Hallmark's app kind of annoys me because it's not super easy. It's and it not. takes forever to like click and then read. I just wish they had checkboxes like in a corner of each movie and you can just go through and check them. Yep. Or uncheck them. I, I think they have the cool features about set a reminder so that it will remind you when there's one coming. Although do not set all reminders at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Because then it would be notification overload. Oh my gosh, it's insanity. It is pure insanity. I accidentally did that on one group of them. And then I finally had to go through and delete them. Just stop telling me that these movies are coming out. Don't do that, guys. No, don't be like Carrie. No. (laughs) All right. So let's get to it. Okay. Our first movie for the weekend was on Lifetime. It was Christmas on the menu. Which was okay. I'm a Debbie Downer this week, guys. So first of all, I haven't seen all the movies yet. I drove to my parents' house and didn't feel great yesterday (laughs) after driving all the way over. So I was just exhausted. So I did not get to get to watch all the movies that I wanted to watch. And I did watch this one, though. It was not great. No. The only really interesting good thing about it was their almost kiss. Uh, That's what I wrote. Only good part was the almost kiss scene. (laughs) 
Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone what it was? Okay. Spoiler. They're out in the little <laughs> greenhouse thing. And he is trying to sneak up on her because they had this little cute flirty thing, whatever, where he s- scared her. And she's like, don't sneak up on me. And then she catches him trying to do it. So she videotapes him. And then right as they're about to kiss, the sprinklers go off. And I was like, this is so a great almost kiss scene because it's so different Mm -hmm. and normal it wasn't like a cell phone going off or a person walking up yeah so it was them getting drenched (laughs) it was funny (laughs) then they're in matching jammies yeah i thought that was really cute that they were in the matching robes i was like oh yeah because i i think he was really cute and i like him i do too i'm just not a fan of hers and then the whole storyline because this was a repeated you know i have a restaurant and i need to get a review from and the guy's the reviewer yeah i mean he wasn't a secret reviewer that's but true. still same concept i didn't feel like this story was as compelling to me as the five star christmas which i really like the fact that they were playing these other roles whatever made them take on accents and yeah stuff for these roles i was like what is wrong with you guys and it was just so funny to me it just wasn't as compelling they had these other over-the-top characters who came in really late to the movie i feel like Mm -hmm. and then they were just annoying because they were so over the top i was like what is happening what is happening and there was the guy that they were trying to hook up with the girl that was interested in the main guy and Mm -hmm. you could kind of tell they were trying to do it but it didn't go over well initially and then all of a sudden at the end she's like well i guess i'll take a car ride with you i'll ride in the car with you or whatever share a car and i was just like yeah well that that's not like a love story in the making (laughs) no did you ever watch 90210 the remake nope okay well that guy was in it and he did not age super well i think it was his hair he had terrible hair in this movie oh he did because he was really cute in the 90210 remake and he was in like a disney movie and he was like the cute dude but in this one he kind of came off creepy to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) his hair was just not great Well, and he was a photographer and Mm -hmm. he was like, hold on, let me shoot this really fast. And it's like this, he, he looked like, I don't, I don't know. He did not look like a professional photographer. He he looked like somebody who was faking being a photographer for sure. At least from what I've seen of people who do food photography, (laughs) you know, he's used to shooting the girl who's like a celebrity. Yeah. Well, she's a celebrity reviewer of these things. Right? No. She has a TV show where she promotes these different things, right? That's what I thought. Sure. I wasn't paying super attention by this (laughs) point because I was just like, this is dumb and I don't care for it. I don't know. Maybe that's why, but I was like, those those pictures probably aren't going to turn out very good. No. Not that it was super pretty anyway. I mean, do you have anything else to say on this? Yeah, this is good enough. Nope. Oh, I I did have to say that her hair was very bad in the first scenes. I did not like it one bit. And I'm not going to diss her anymore by going on this route because I really didn't like it. Okay, good enough. Good enough. Well, I gave it all threes because I didn't even care to try and break this down because it was just... I gave it three for set, two for style, two for (laughs) storyline, three candy canes for Christmas, and a whole bunch of nonsense. Yep. All right, Christmas on the menu. Check. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Next is up a Christmas carousel, which Yay. I think was much was much better. Mm-hmm. I really thought that Neil Blood is his name Neil Bledsoe, or am I making yep. that up? Okay. So no, that's his name. Okay, he was. I felt like he was even cuter in this movie than he was in Coming Home for Christmas. <laughs> 
Because in Coming Home for Christmas, I thought he was cute when I first saw it. But then when I watched it back this year, I was like, he's not as cute as I remember him being. And then I saw him in this one and I was like, I think he's really cute in this one. Okay. I think you didn't like his personality in this one as much as you liked his personality in the other one. This this is true because, and I think that's part of why, so I like the second half of this movie better than the first half, which is the total opposite of what it's been most of this Christmas season, where mm-hmm. normally they hook me up in the beginning and I'm like, oh, okay, and then it just, it just loses me. But this wasn't the case. But he... Yeah, his character was like too over the top, trying to be funny, upbeat, quirky, which I don't know, Neil, Neil, he could be this type of person in real life. But to me, it did not feel true to him. And then the second movie, when he started calming down and like having these more serious ish moments, it was reminiscent of his coming home for Christmas. And I just loved it like i've i've coined this as the bledsoe effect (laughs) (laughs) where you know you're watching a movie or a show and you're just analyzing everything you're just like oh this isn't that great like what's wrong with this thing and then the guy does something that makes you i put down swoon or you know melt and suddenly you're like oh my gosh you're just giddy with a crush (laughs) (laughs) and your whole personality changes your whole outlook changes on the movie or show and that's what happened to me the Bledsoe effect that's so funny I will will agree in parts of this because I did have one huge issue people would be surprised but you always have a huge issue I know (laughs) my one huge issue was at the end because they're like their whole private intimate Thing is like literally mm-hmm. she walks in and he turns and looks at her and how this whole ballroom full of people know that this is like a shocking thing I don't know but she walks in and everybody stops and stares at them and then they're literally having like DTR define the relationship in front of mm-hmm. all of these people <laughs> yeah that was awkward but if I ignore all the people watching it I liked what he said and I liked the moment (laughs) I loved what he said I loved the moment I loved the kiss I loved everything about it but the fact that it was in front of everybody kind of ruined it for me I was just like who does this if you have had this conversation (laughs) if you've had this kind of conversation in front of a group of people while everybody stands around and watches you specifically when you're a prince or princess please let me know (laughs) Well, you don't even have to be royalty because they they have these scenes in regular old people's lives. I know. I was just kidding. But we would like to hear about it. Yes. I would like to know if this really does happen because if it does happen, then maybe I won't hate it as much. But I just feel like it seems so unrealistic. Yeah. But well, I, that was I, the only part you didn't like though, right? Yeah. And I hated, well, there was one other thing, but it's a small thing. I just hated that it was so public because I loved the scene so much. I think I hated it even more because it was so public because it was such a great scene and it would have been such perfection. They were alone. If he would have just been standing outside and had the conversation with her. Well, it can't all be perfect. Why not? There's somebody out here who's like, this was my favorite thing about it. I just loved that it was <laughs> in front of everybody. Because they ignored all the people. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What was your small thing that you disliked? When they were at home and she shows the kids the carousel. Why is the carousel inside of like a plywood box? 
I did not understand this. A poorly painted plywood box. I don't know. I think I said maybe they were still working on it. And so that it was to protect it or hide it from people while they're working on it. Because they're carousel restorers. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. It was very weird. I felt like it didn't feel like it went. And I'm wondering if they just used the same carousel twice. So they covered it up the first time to take make it oh, they, seem different they definitely use the same carousel twice okay so that would make sense i doubt they have multiple carousels for all these movies well, and... they could have gone to gone to two different locations although locations no. are harder this year but yeah i i'm pretty sure it's the same one so what else did you have on your list to talk about i have i liked that we saw him crying when he's talking to his dad and they kind of yeah. work through their stuff. I was like, yes, a crying man. He's so sweet. We're here for it. <laughs> and then the other part was that made me like, oh my gosh. And I think you know what I'm talking about is when he was giving Rachel a necklace and he says, I want you. And then there's a pause. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. You're like, oh my gosh. But then he keeps going. He's like, I want you to wear this, you know, because this is Hallmark and it has to be nice and not I want you. But <laughs> when he said it, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, he probably so cute. He probably took a little bit of creative licensing on that because it probably was just, like, I want you to wear this. And then he's like, if I pause after the I want you, I bet it'll be great. And it was. This is how I feel it like this went great. in my head. I was kind of thrown <laughs> off on that part only because she was so shocked that he bought it when he already told her he was going to buy it for her. And I was like, what? Yeah. Why are you acting like but this? He could have forgotten it. And when he said he was going to buy it for her, they didn't know each other super well then. I don't feel like these were so far removed from each other. <laughs> like it wasn't at the beginning of the movie when he said that. I feel like it was like no. one hour in and then he gives her the necklace at like an hour and 20 minutes in, is what it felt like to me. Maybe it wasn't. It didn't seem like that was that much later, though. Well, I didn't notice anything about that. <laughs> I was focused on the I want you, Carrie. I know, but I missed that part. Because I was like, why are you guys acting like this? Like, you didn't know that this whole... And he made a comment, too. And I was like, oh, he made the comment of, do you like it? I think he asked. And I was like, of course she likes it. She told you she liked it. You're thinking too much. Oh, welcome to my world. Welcome to Carrie's world. Okay. So is that all your all comments? Right. I Well, I also wanted to make a comment that his name Whitaker is a big no for me. But Wit... I do like. I mean, Whitaker, I think, is a fine name, whatever. And Wit, I like fine. I mean, I know a lot of girls that go by Wit because their name is like Whitney or Whitley or something. But, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I, I don't care. I was really shocked that his dad's name was Coventry, King Coventry. And he was Prince Whitaker. I felt like these are the most non-regal names that I've ever heard in one of these movies before. Like traditionally, like royal name. Yeah. Coventry, it's not. It de it's definitely not a first name. No, and neither is so, Whitaker. So the names were odd, but for these royal movies, they try and make up all kinds of random things to make it royal. What do we know? We're not royalty. I remember when Harry and Meghan were going to have their baby Archie. People were like saying, oh, I think it'd be cool if his name was, if the baby's name was Spencer. And people were like, royals don't name their kids with a last name as a surname was a first name blah 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 that's so not regal and then his middle name is harrison and i was like that's not regal <laughs> well he doesn't want him to be he doesn't want he doesn't want him to have a title or anything he wants him to be a normal person so who cares 
it just it was funny i was like you guys all we're all worked up about the spencer thing and then he goes and gives him a last name for a middle name (laughs) they just go against all the norms i like it (laughs) i'm here for it yeah we're here for it so i think it's time to rate this movie let's do it and i was on the fence but i'm gonna give it all fives and a love wow i know it's because of neil i just love him a lot I did not give it that. My my ratings are mean this for this week, guys. I'm afraid to hear what you have to say. I gave a lot of twos this week. I'm not gonna lie. Whoa. I have I've given very few twos, and I think I've given two times or three times as many twos as I've given the whole season this weekend. Holy cow, Carrie! Uh, okay, so I gave it a set. Uh, the set got a two for me, and it's mostly because. I didn't like the carousel setup, and it's all built around this carousel. So I didn't like either one of How them. How do you really? not like the carousel setup? Because I didn't like the way that and everything. I didn't like the way. Even at the end, when the carousel was done, they still had that. They still had those things draped around. Why is it not just a carousel out in the open? It still had the framing know. around it with the curtains and stuff. I kind of like the curtains draping. It's like you really are in a different world. No, but carry on. <laughs> You're on the set of a movie is what I felt like. I just didn't, I didn't love that. Style, I gave it a three. Storyline, I did give it a four. And I gave it three candy canes for Christmas. And I think I ended up giving it a nonsense and not because of Neil. Because I actually did really enjoy Neil. Oh, man. I'm a Debbie Downer this week. That may change. I may go put it like in my list with my other things and be like, well, I liked it better than, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Well, I'm a little concerned about the rest of these because Christmas Carousel is probably one of the best ones of the weekend. I agree. (laughs) And you did that to it. So... (laughs) Well, we'll I, I feel like, though, I feel like what's interesting about the way that we do these things is like we're we're doing set style storyline, a holiday theme, right? But mm-hmm. really, you could still love the movie and not necessarily love many of these things. And except for the storyline, I think the storyline is probably the only one that's directly tied to whether you love it or don't love it. Because like style, you could say, I still love this movie, but I hate all the clothes that they picked. Why did they pick the clothes? Right? It's not like it has to be the same correlation. And even you might not mm-hmm. like the set, but you can still love the movie or you can still love the characters. You know what I'm saying? And it, it makes Yeah, it- but you still gave this nonsense. So. I did. It was one I was on the it was the only one I was on the fence about though. Oh dear. All right. <laughs> okay. So Hallmark Movies and Mysteries on Saturday played Swept Up by Christmas. And this is another one that was just okay. I liked both of them, but I thought the storyline was kind of boring because it was another one of those like old stuff and I don't know she wasn't really trying to find an owner for it but yeah I actually liked the side romance better I thought it was cute well I should preface by this is one that I haven't watched yet I am actually planning oh right but I haven't watched this one yet so I guess I'm going with whatever you go with (laughs) this will be one of my higher rated ones for the weekend That's all I have to say. So, because it was just okay for me. I gave it all threes and I gave it a nonsense. All right. Yep. Moving on. Next is A Christmas Exchange. And this one, I was I was really on the fence about this one. Mostly because I liked the idea of the storyline. And I liked the guy save his accent. I didn't really care for the accent. But it wasn't horrible. What? But it wasn't great. Is it fake? Yeah, he's from Canada. 
Oh, I didn't know he didn't really have a British accent. I don't think he really has a British accent. In uh, Umbrella Academy, he definitely doesn't have an accent, but that doesn't mean anything. A lot of people do American accents. <laughs> so, huh. Well, I didn't notice, and a lot of times I do notice when they're bad. So that's interesting. Continue. Well, I mean, I don't think it was bad. I just don't think it was great. And maybe it's because I'm going into it knowing that he's from Canada. Mm-hmm. But I liked him a lot. The way that they wrote the girl or the way that she portrayed the girl, she was like over the top. I kept thinking, I keep thinking about the spots where she's trading houses and she forgets to leave the key under the mat because she's so caught up in her own self. And then she's going to this place to talk to somebody about an interview and literally not the plant off the desk and has to put it back up and then interrupts her favorite writer from across the room while she's waiting to get a job and I was like I mean that ended up working out for her but (laughs) I was just like she's really overwhelming for me Hmm. I guess she didn't feel that way I mean no I can kind of see that I think because I related to her because I don't think you've seen Austin Land majority of people I guess have not seen Austin Land (laughs) based on our Instagram poll but Austin Land is it kind of follows this idea where the main character is Carrie Russell. So Carrie Russell is obsessed with Pride and Prejudice and she loves Mr. Darcy and she has all his stuff in her apartment. She's watched the shows, the movies, she's read the books like hundreds and hundreds of times, right? And is obsessed with him. And then she reaches this point where, you know, this isn't working in my real life. I need to move past this. So she goes to a place called Austin Land where you get to live this story like you were in an mm-hmm. Austin novel and stuff like that. So the girl in this movie reminds me of her because she's obsessed with this British romance novel that her grandma loved and she's watched the movie a hundred times and that's what she's like looking for and loves. And so she decides I'm going to, you know, finally break out of my shell because it's clearly what I'm doing is not working right now and change And she goes to London to like find her story or whatever. So I just related to her and liked that. So I think I was more focused on that than the other stuff that annoyed you. Well, I did like that part of the story where she was kind of, I well, I didn't love the part because I felt like it was really kind of forced because she like in the first she loses her job and then she goes to do this thing. But I did love that her dad was from there and that she's kind of gets to explore that part of it rather than the story Mm -hmm. of going to London to find my true love. I like the other parts of it where she more found herself and kind of got to relate, got to relate to her parents more, her parents who died when she was a kid. So that part of it, I liked a lot, but that you didn't find that out until probably at least 40 minutes in to the movie you know like you knew he was from there but she wasn't actively her whole point was to go and meet the person that she's going to fall in love with up until like Mm -hmm. 40 maybe a little bit more than that minutes into the movie i liked the storyline with her parents too i felt like they could have probably did more with do more with that but they had all these other storylines going on they had a lot of stuff going on Yeah. I actually like this one too because it reminded me of Deliver by Christmas where, you know, they just communicate through email in this movie. So they're not together a lot. But thankfully, what this did different than Deliver by Christmas, which I still love. But this one, it did have them meet before the end and kind of form a relationship ish. Mm -hmm. 
I did not love her reaction. So he con- he meets her and then is worried for whatever reason that she won't. Well, she she kind of kept interrupting him so he didn't have the chance when he was trying to tell her who he was. So then he just kind of says he's his own friend, right? And when she found out that he had lied to her, I felt like her reaction was incredibly over the top. I mean, I would have been hurt too, and I but I felt like she definitely didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. But of course, it's one of these movies, so you have to act over the top, I guess, or else there's no real conflict. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like she really knew him anyway. I don't remember thinking it was too over the top. She told him, get out of your house. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I mean, you could have just said, I don't know. Can, can you please, I, I would really appreciate it if you, I need some time to think about this. I'd appreciate it if you'd leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, she was already having, yeah, but she was already having a rough day, which is why she kind of answered the door with an attitude, which then pushed him to lie about who he was. So then whenever she found out he was lying, even though they'd had like a good night, I think it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. I guess I just think about so many of these movies where whatever's being hidden doesn't come from the person. And I appreciated the fact that it actually came from him saying, I need to tell you, which he had tried to tell her a couple of times before, but never got Mm -hmm. it done. But the fact that she's hearing it from him, to me, makes it substantially better than these other people who the person finds out from somebody else because they were too scared to just say it themselves. Yeah, I was glad that it kind of got resolved quickly and it wasn't this dragged out thing. Yeah. You know, that lasted for most of the movie. It was like he did it, then they had some time together, and then he told her and it was resolved. Yeah. (laughs) Also, because this just came to mind because I was thinking of the best friend who was kind of sticking up for him. Mm -hmm. Hello, Michelle from Gilmore Girls, who sounds incredibly weird, not as Michelle. I I almost couldn't take him seriously. I'm like, where's your Michelle voice? (laughs) I actually thought his storyline with his husband adopting a kid was almost better than Jonathan Bennett's storyline adopting a kid in the Christmas house because I felt like we got to see more of the adoption side in this movie. And you got to see more of the resolution, I felt like, although that was super quick. I was kind of expecting them to be like, oh, the mom picked us. And then a couple of weeks later, the person has the baby. But it seemed like it was, ta-da, we got it. It was like, she picked us. We have a baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, not that that doesn't happen, because I've heard of people who have been called and said, hey, this person has has a baby, and they've picked you, and (laughs) come get them. I will say that I really liked the ending with the notes and his letter. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. That was so sweet. I did not like the Christmas lights when she looked out the window. They look green. Well, Do they maybe, look green to you? I don't know, but maybe they're the same brand that I have in my house that's supposed to be white but looks green. Yeah, it didn't look good. I was like, this is such a great romantic moment, but these ugly green Christmas lights. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but of course I'm colorblind, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. Okay, so I actually gave this the same thing I gave the Christmas carousel. So at least I'm on par because I did like both of those movies, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Except I gave a two mostly because it was not filmed in London and you could very much tell that they were piecemealing together. She goes into the store and... Like they do, they do a broad outside London shot, right? That they've obviously, mm-hmm. it's like a B-roll or whatever. And then- It's the, like old footage. Yeah. And then on the door, the exact same angle on the way in as the way out. And then that's it. I felt like you could very much tell this was COVID time shot. And- It that, was terrible green screens. Yep. I just didn't love it. The the set in general. Mm-mm. So that's why it got a two. 
the style, I gave a three. Storyline, I did give a four because I did. I do appreciate it that it is a different storyline. I We haven't had anything else like this, even though it was a writer or editor or whatever. It, we haven't had one like this. No. This season. Because it really isn't really focused on what they were writing, actually. And yeah, you know. And then I gave it a three for Christmas. Three candy canes and a nonsense. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think a two for set because it was just so obvious, the green screening. Yeah. And I'm just curious to know if Lifetime actually would have filmed this in London if it wasn't COVID or if they still would have gone the cheap route and did the green screens and old footage. I don't know. Or I would hope they would have or at least have gone somewhere, even if it wasn't London, maybe it's still somewhere else that kind of has the same feel, but is a smaller city or something. You know what I'm saying? But I can't think of any. Mm -hmm. Cities. It's, you know, like a lot of people will, instead of filming in New York, they'll film in like Toronto, but because they have kind of a same feel. But I can't think of any cities that I can think of that are like London that have the same feel. But that that could just be because I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then I gave it a four for style because I actually really liked her outfits and I liked her hats. They weren't your berets that we've been seeing. <laughs> So I just always thought she was dressed really cute. And then he always looked nice. So a four. And I gave it a four for storyline too because I really like the storyline. And then three candy canes. I still gave it a love. I was kind of on the fence on this one. But overall, I liked it a lot. So I gave it a love. Okay. So then Sunday, Hallmark had cross-country Christmas. And I liked Grayston Holt and Rachel Lee Cook. And it was... So this is another one where they're like trying to get home for Christmas and all these problems, which are annoying and there are a lot of them. But for some reason, I felt that this was a little different take on it. I feel like they did some different types of things to get to where they were going. So I liked it better. I'll agree with you that they did some different things. They turned an elf into an Uber. They Mm -hmm. rode on a train with cow. And she got the idea where, oh, you buy a Christmas tree, delivery free, will just deliver us to another town. I thought that was smart. Yeah. I did, though. My biggest problem with this is it just, these movies always seem so incredibly overwhelming. The only one that I will give it a not not this way is your favorite dashing through the snow because the the point Mm -hmm. isn't the isn't to trying to get home they're trying to get to her she's trying to get home but that's not the storyline for the and it's they don't have like a ton of problems like once they get their car they're pretty much set you know it's not dying every few seconds and they have to find another car you know and they found they adopt a puppy you know like all these great things Mm -hmm. are happening the rest of them it's just like that other movie that i was watching this season that honestly i cannot even remember the name of it was really i i think i messaged you and i said we are one hour in and they've had 15 things go wrong like at every single Mm -hmm. turn and there's still an hour left of this movie i kind of felt like this that in this one i don't think it was as bad but it was it's just a lot and it kind of like bothers me i i don't know what i don't like about it okay well (laughs) i'm just gonna switch tax them because we already know we don't like this but the really weird thing or thing that stood out to me in this movie was wondering how much money they had Uh, (laughs) because 
We were renting cars. Okay, that's normal. We were buying train tickets, sleeper cabins for two people, which is expensive, people. If you've ever ridden the train and you've looked at the sleeper cabins, those are expensive. So we we bought two tickets for that. And then, and then the cherry on top was when she bought a dog groomer's van. Well, for she just up and bought a vehicle. For a really great deal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how much money do they have in their pockets? <laughs> Or on their credit cards. Like, this is wild. Yeah, it was it was very insane. And what got me is at least she bought the car. Because before the she bought the car, she's like, he's like, well, I booked our rental car. And then that falls through because the girl decides to turn back around for her boyfriend. And then he buys the train tickets, but then they get on the wrong train. And she tells him after he's bought the plane tick the train tickets with the sleeper cabins, she says, "Oh well, I'll I'll buy dinner. It's on me." As if that's an even trade. <laughs> I was like, "Right." It's I just really nice that he's even offering. He should have just been buying his ticket, and you've been buying your own. Yeah, I just it was wild to me. Like when she came back and she's like, "Oh, I bought this car." I'm like, "No, what is happening?" Can you imagine driving? But I think this whole country in that thing too. Those seats looked so uncomfortable. No, that was just the thing that stood out to me. Oh, and this is off track from the movie or the the money thing, but how crowded the airport looked because. This was actually shot in COVID. At first, I didn't think it was because there was a lot of people in this airport. And, you know, they have been having extras from the crew or whatever stand in. And normally in quote unquote crowded places in these movies so far, it hasn't looked that populated. But this airport looked and felt populated. I was like, man, they had a lot of people on this set, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I I did notice that the they go to this choir thing. And it was like people getting up in front. And that definitely looked like spread out for COVID. I felt Oh, like. yeah. I did notice the chairs were spread out. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think this one to me was as bad as I think a Christmas exchange was much more very clear. This was shot in COVID times. I will say, though, I didn't. But, oh, go ahead. Were you not done? I was just going to say, but the kiss looked better. I couldn't tell that there was plexiglass if there was. Oh, I don't know if there was there. Plexiglass? In a Christmas exchange or if this one. I feel I don't like know. in a Christmas exchange, there was not. I very clearly saw her nose rubbing up against his face that's what i think too but anyway continue with what you were saying i felt like i had issues with rachel lee cook and grayson holt together as a couple i know that she's like six years older than him but i don't think she looks six years older than him but Mm -mm. i didn't feel like they were really like relationship relationship you know how we do like is it friends or is it lovers until like maybe the last quarter of the movie I just didn't yeah. with them. And maybe that's because he started to open up about the stuff that was going on with him. And when he became more vulnerable, it opened up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I don't think this movie, this movie wasn't very romantic. No. So I think that's part of the problem. Although they did have a cute scene where he's like, oh, there's reindeer out here. And then he kind of acted goofy and dressed like a reindeer. But that was but, also in the last quarter of the movie, I think. That was very much towards the end. That was one of the last scenes together before they oh, got see, home. I don't even remember. Okay, are we ready to rate this thing? Let's, let's rate it. Let's rate it. Okay, I gave it a four for setting because I thought there were a lot of different places that I thought were kind of cute. I don't know, and different. And then I gave it a three for style because nothing really stood out and they were actually wearing the same clothes for like five days. And then I gave it a, what? That's not right. I gave it a four for storyline. Wow. That's that's not right. I don't think that's right. I'm going to move it to a three. Okay. 
Okay. And then I gave it, I gave it a four for candy canes too. What was I thinking? I don't know. You were being extra nice. Were you drinking while you rated this one? Possibly because I also (laughs) gave it a love. (laughs) Is this correct? What? What? Oh gosh. Okay. Whatever. I'll leave it. I'll let it stand. What did you give it, Carrie? I gave it a three for set. A three for style, a two for storyline, because I really don't like this, and a three candy canes for Christmas and a nonsense. Lots of twos yeah, going on around harsh. here today, this week. Well, hopefully, hopefully this next movie, I think you'll give it higher. I will. I, I actually really liked this next one, Project Christmas Wish. And I was kind of, I think I, what I liked about this so much is even though I like him, I was kind of like not sure if I was going to like this. This was not appealing to me when I read the summary and stuff and Mm -hmm. it exceeded my expectations. I will say I love the sarcastic, like witty banter. That's one of my favorite things about Paul Campbell and Mm -hmm. he brought it in this movie. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, me too. He was like kind of mean, sarcastic, but then like really mean. And I just really liked it. And I thought he would look really good. It was Travis Van Winkle. I thought he looked really good in this movie. (laughs) He was really cute. And I will say they, they had the early kiss and then the end kiss. And the first kiss was perfection. It was so good. That was like the moment, the blood so effect. <laughs> the Van Winkle effect this time. <laughs> the Van Winkle. Although I do like, like blood so effect. It sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's the blood so effect. I'm going to patent that. Anyway, they're sitting outside and Travis is just looking at her and he's like, you're beautiful. And I was like, oh, oh. I know. And he's like, can I kiss you? And I'm like, wow. I know. <laughs> and then they kissed. <laughs> and it was so cute. It was so, so, so cute. I loved it. It was. Like, I don't need an ask for permission in every movie, but sometimes it is really nice and sweet and respectful. Yeah. And it was just good. It was just good. I will say, second kiss, not my favorite. And it, this, I think, is another no. one of these, like the the carousel one, where had that not been in front of everybody, I probably would have mm-hmm. loved it. But it was like in front of the whole town. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you would have a problem because they were planning a public proposal. And I was like, ooh, this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Don't ever do a public proposal. No. They're terrible. You don't want to force the girl to have to say yes. No, you don't want it's, to. Anyway, that's a different story. But I thought the ending was really cute. Yes, it was public, but I still liked it. <clears throat> and I did not mind that it was public. <laughs> I feel like I didn't mind this one as much as the other one. I don't mind the public kisses as much when it isn't the first kiss. So since they had their first kiss in private, this, the second mm-hmm. kiss doesn't bother me as much being in public. The part that did bother me a little bit is they are having their DTR again in front of everybody. Yeah. Which is like a, a little bit overwhelming. I mean, obviously, you already know she's feeling the same way, but still. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was super cute saying he's like all in, wants to do over the top. And then he's like, in moderation. Yes. (laughs) We have to bring it back to his personality. (laughs) Yes. He had a lot of really funny things that he said. There were two parts that I really, that well, one that went downhill fast and the other one that I, I loved that just made me laugh. So after the kiss, he kind of gets scared off because his wife has passed away and he doesn't, he's kind of reconciling these feelings. And he's, he starts off. And can I 
Well, I just want to interrupt and say his dead wife's name was Stephanie. Oh, yeah. And that really bothered me. because They're always like, Stephanie, we know you love Stephanie. <laughs> he he, he it's just so awkward. <laughs> so he says, I have a lot of feelings for you. And man, that sentence started out really well. And then I don't remember what he said to end that, but it was not good. No. <laughs> not Mm-mm. good at all. He bombed on that. And then my other thing, she was sad at home by herself with her cat. And she's like, guess it's just me and you, Mr. Kittens. And then the cat gets up and walks away. <laughs> And I was like, that was funny. That's totally me and my dog. (laughs) The oldest one. She's like, mom, I don't. Yeah, not Maisie. Maisie. Maisie gets like too worked up when I'm sad. If I'm if I'm crying, she's like literally in my face, licking the tears off of my face. She is so like distraught about it. And I'm like usually crying about a television show or something. But she just gets very upset about it. Lenora could not care less. So I loved that. That's hilarious. And I also, did you know yeah. this one had a wishing horse? Like I felt like mm-hmm. with the carousel had the wishing horse. And this one, it was kind of like a secondary wishing horse theme for the weekend. Yeah, the Christmas horse. Mm-hmm. So I liked that parallel. I thought it was cute. Do you have any? I wonder else? if they plan these things that way. I don't know. Well, I was going to say that I appreciated that. So the, she is divorced in this movie and it's because her spouse cheated on her with his best girlfriend. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is kind of scandalous for Hallmark. So, yep. I mean, obviously I don't like that because it's terrible, but I like that part of this movie. <laughs> but it did play And into then the I line. really hated her yeah, that's true. Uh, and then I hated her fancy dress, you know, when they're always like the moment at a party. Mm-hmm. Her dress was terrible. It looked like a funeral because it was like black. Maybe it was dark navy, but it was not good. And then Kelly Clarkson gets a shout out because they played her version of Please Come Home for Christmas when they danced. And I was like, yes, yep. Yep. playing I one like of my that. songs. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. We can rate it. Okay. So I gave this one lots of good ratings. This was my only like really good rating of the weekend. Oh, Set and style, I gave it four. Uh, and the style really got knocked down, I think, probably because of the dress. I didn't love the dress. I did think it looked better on her than it did on the thing. But they, it, the it, it always amazes me how like worked up about these ugly dresses they get and how beautiful they are when they're not really that pretty. I know. I guess that's just a testament to their feelings for the person by this point, you know? Yeah. It's like they just like this person. Yeah. So then, of course, they're going to see them as beautiful. And then... The storyline, I did give it a five because I actually really love the storyline. I love the way it was written. I love the witty banter that was in the storyline and how they related to each other. And mm-hmm. I gave it four candy canes for Christmas in a love. Woohoo! Yes, I gave it. I gave it all fours. And I actually think the diner that his parents own was the same diner in Christmas by Starlight, but they decorated it better. Mm. It looked familiar to me. Didn't notice that at all. And then I don't know what is going on. I put, for some reason I have nonsense down, but I'm changing that to a love. (laughs) I don't know what's going on here. Maybe you put those backwards on the love and the nonsense on the other one. Maybe. I don't know. So it's a love. All right. So the last one I did so not this watch last either. one. Okay. So this will be quick then. It was Lifetime's A Christmas Break where the Hollywood star goes back and helps this girl save a school. The beginning was almost promising to me because I liked her and his agent. They were pretty funny. And then it just kind of 
fell for me. Like I lost all interest, really. It was just playing in the background. And I think it's because I didn't find him super attractive. So I really didn't care about his character. So I really wasn't paying attention. But I really liked her a lot. And the end got me teary with saving the school. But that's all I can really say about it. And I would give it all threes because it's middle of the road and nonsense. All right. Makes me want to watch that one. Yes. Oh, yeah. You don't have to watch that. So let's rank these from this weekend. And I think we're going to have maybe different ones, but we'll see. We'll see. So my number one was A Christmas Carousel because of Neil. Yeah, mine was Project Christmas Wish. Yeah, that's what I thought you would say. And then A Christmas Exchange is tied with Project Christmas Wish. I really had a hard time deciding which one was better in my opinion because I like different parts of them. I put A Christmas Carousel next and then A Christmas Exchange. So we got the same top okay. three. So our top three is the same. Yeah. So that's how you know they're the good ones. Yep. <laughs> then number four, I have Cross Country Christmas. Me too. And then I have A Christmas Break, which you haven't seen. And then I have Swept Up, Swept Up by Christmas, which you haven't seen. And then Christmas on the Menu. Christmas on the Menu is my last one too. <laughs> yay! Or not yay. <laughs> I feel bad because I do like that guy. But it really brought down with that girl in the storyline. So that's it. That's our last Christmas movie review for 2020. Yep. There are three new movies coming out on Lifetime this week. Well, there's one to... One Monday, one Tuesday, one Wednesday, and one Friday. Three of those we have not talked about. Wait, there's a, there's one coming out on Friday? Friday's Christmas. On Christmas Eve oh, is right. Merry Little Christmas Wedding. For some reason, I was thinking Wednesday was Christmas. Oh. <laughs> no. Okay, well, that makes more sense. Yeah, they've added Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday are the sh- new showings of the movies. Okay. But we had not planned to oh. actually review those at this time. <laughs> So yeah, mostly because we didn't know about them until literally like two days ago and just because we're not going to do it on here. So our next episode, I don't even think we know what it's going to be. Nope, we don't. So it'll be a surprise. Friday is Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Yay! Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. I saw a video on the difference between the UK and America bending Christmas and it's like, Happy Christmas in the UK. Yep. So for all our listeners... Over there. Over there. And to wherever you are in the world, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy all the things. Happy whatever you celebrate. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen. And our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.